Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Oh my god. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are coming to you live from a couple of places on the internet. We're live over on Crowdcast, live on YouTube. Maybe you're listening later as a podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts. It's all good. We love it. And we love you, and we're in love what? with you. What? Wow. Just a little confession right there at the top of the podcast. I we hope. always start with you? a confession. Pete, yeah. you confess to those uh, murders. <laughs> I confess to that time I peed my pants recently. Mm-hmm. And oh, I confess that I loved you. everybody, and that's the difference between the three of us. Wow. Yeah. There you go. A couple of orders of it's business before we, <laughs> before we bring orders in the great guests that we have on the show tonight first and foremost unfortunately i don't think anybody uh, any of us made the drink of the oh evening. i did you did yep for real it's yeah i mean after. i had wait okay so we should introduce the things thing. no that's not it <laughs> you know 100 because i didn't have limoncello or like uh, uh lemon syrup or any of the fancy ingredients but i had two different kinds of gatorade so <laughs> <laughs> so just to set this up for people, the Brett Macris, a.k.a. Stray Bullet, Stray a.k.a. Bullies. our CBC chef, and he is, in fact, a professional chef, has been curating drinks for us every week, sometimes comic book themed, sometimes not. But I believe last summer we were trying to invent a drink that Pete would actually make because Pete never makes the drinks, which is fine. There's no I don't pressure. have all those complicated ingredients that you guys I know, have. exactly. But uh, Straight Bullet came up with this awesome drink called the Pete Palmer, which is like a homemade alcoholic Arnold Palmer that really leads into all the stuff that Pete really likes. Yeah. And so it's really, it's like, like you were saying, it's lemoncello, it's fresh squeezed lemon juice, you got a little vodka. You love the vodka. I, I got vodka. Yes. So what did you make instead? I put uh, vodka. And then lemon lime Gatorade, which is mm-hmm. kind of like the limoncello, the limoncello of, the of this yeah, sports yeah. drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, and then you you add a little uh, Mountain Dew for flavor. You know, what oh. I mean? which is also lemon lime, of course, right? Yeah, yeah. That takes the I place love... of the syrup, the syrup that you guys are using. <laughs> yeah, I love that twice, you twice, so that's why I have mix... two Mountain Dews. <laughs> You mix multiple different things because you're like, well, this will just take the place of this. Yeah, exactly. That's how you cook, you know? You just swap out things, you know? it's just That's how you cook when you're in uh, prison or in some sort of uh, disaster situation. Life. 
Yeah, the prison that is my life. Yeah, exactly. Hmm, I don't have the ingredients for cookies, but I do have this dirt and ants. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Ants and ants. Ants and a log. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, great. You guys should definitely try the peat popper. It's great. If you want the recipe, you can go to patreon.com slash comic book club. We got yeah, it in the Slack. Voice. And we got a lot of The video was and... hysterical. It's, uh, oh, it's hey. We got a... There's a lot of stuff going on this show. We got a oh special God, guest appearance Pip. by Justin's dog, Pip, coming in. Wow. In the middle of while I was trying to talk about our Slack. Aaron and, and John are losing their Patreon. minds right now. Get get it, Alex. Well, anyway, why don't we move on? Uh, another thing that we've been asking you all to do is enough of your dog. Back to the show. We have been asking folks to leave us comments over dog. on Apple, rating five stars if you want, and leave a little rating and a request for us to review. We got a new one this week. This is from Sidewinder. Says, love listening to the show, especially the stack episode keeps me up to date with what is going on in comics. I'd love yes. the crew to read and review Jack Kirby's The Demon. Mm. Mm, so there you go. Yes. Petey will wear right. a Kirby shirt. So yes, we're going to review that on the This Week's Stack podcast, which comes out Wednesday, 9 a.m. in the Comic Book Club feed and its own dedicated Stack feed. So thank you for the recommendation. If you'd like to leave one, definitely do that in the comments there. We would love to get to it. So there you go. And folks, we are going to bring in our first guests oh, here yeah. They are the hosts of Last Podcast on the Left, and they have a new comic book version yeah. of the podcast, Last Comic Book on the Left from Z2 Comics, Henry Zabrowski and Marcus Parks. Hello. Hey, hey. Uh, Marcus, we're very excited to see you, but Henry, welcome back. I think oh, the wait, wait, last I'll, time... Wait, wait, I'll just take oh, it yeah. from here. Henry, okay. you beautiful son of a bitch. I fucking love you, man. I wish I could I see you in I real could. life, but man, it is so good to I see you doing over there. stuff. If I was there, oh. man, I'd be like, Mwah. <laughs> Mwah. <laughs> no, it's so good to be back, dogs. But honestly, oh. it's nice because I feel like over the last couple of years, I've got more filled with comic book knowledge no, no. Oh, yeah. now i can talk no. about it even more accurately Which is mostly thanks to fucking due to the me. slave driver oh interesting <laughs> no mm. i gave henry a crash course over the last couple of years on comic books ever since when we started writing soul plumber the book we did for dc henry knew pretty much transmetropolitan and like a handful of others and oh, then yeah, while like we were writing it, i just crammed as much as i possibly could as far as well, I, I liked graphic novels i watched i read a lot of like superhero comics as a kid like i read mm -hmm. spider-man and x-men a lot as a little kid but then as i got older i got into like whatever like had a ted in it yeah that's a lot of there's a lot of databases that you describe <laughs> directly they once a month they mail you a new tit comic yeah and sometimes it's just one so, Marcus, did this did this start with you then, the idea of doing sort of like a curated graphic novel version of the podcast, or did it come out of Soul Plumber, or where did it start? Well, I mean, the way that we got into comic books in general is just I'm I'm a lifelong comic book fan. Like, I've been you know, reading comics since I was five. Like, I've still got my issue of Swamp Thing number 32. That was, like, my very first issue, like the Pogo Alan Moore uh, issue. Wow. and yeah. Uh, you know, and I worked at comic book stores in college. You hear I him talk to all these executives. Every time we talk <laughs> to these comic books, he just throws and he lightly throws down. Be like, well, you know, in the, yeah. the Dragon number seven. And, you know, and the other guy's yeah. like, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to happen. Oh, they, fucking, they know, man. They fucking know. It's the code. Execs uh, love hearing about Pogo. 
Yeah, they love absolutely huge. <laughs> they don't get enough. They can't get enough. But yeah, and uh, my first job here in New York was like mid- at Midtown Comics. Like I'm just a nice. There it um, is. Yeah, and so Best shop in New York, man. Oh yeah. Well, I'm. I mean, I'm an Action City Comics uh, guy. This new uh, shop in Greenpoint, small neighborhood mm. shop. It's yeah, fantastic. yeah. Yeah, it's a well, lovely place. That's cool. Uh, but. Um, through the comic book, like we make a lot of, or through the show on last podcast, we make a ton of references to like mainly like the Invisibles, uh, mm. because we deal with magic a lot. And you know, and Grant Morrison, of course, you know, is famous for masturbation like sigils oh, and yeah. all that stuff. Fury's super yeah. gods, all that shit's like full of magic. The idea that Batman is real and not real and all that. Uh, Plus, and so, he dresses like a magician, so yeah. very much so. Very oh, much yeah. so. And he's got, he wears Oakley's inside, but he doesn't vote for Trump. So that's, you know, he's a KS magician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, like, so first DC got a hold of us and then like Z2 got like, it's just obvious that we know our shit when it comes to comics and that we're comic book fans. Uh, and like the people over at Z2 just got a hold of us and said like, hey, you guys want to do like a curated comic book? And they basically just said, give me. They said, give us a dream list of the artists and writers that you would yeah. like Damn. to work for both contemporary and yeah that's it right there like both contemporary and just like whatever because i'm still learning hell i've got my you know i just was reading my like stack from this week before we were coming on like i'm a weekly guy at the comic book store uh so we're so we were able to both get guys that you know i've been reading for years and years uh and guys that are new on the scene like you know the cover that cover that you just showed that was done by um you know, W. Maxwell uh, Prince uh, yeah. that does Ice Cream Man, which is one of our favorite. My favorite, on, my favorite book. My, that it's... and Department of Truth are my two favorite books out right now. Oh, yeah. wow. But, yeah. Dude, yeah. That's that's Ice, Cream Man. <laughs> Ice Cream Man is just. You got me. Uh, the, the, the turn page to kill Gary is just that one of the most <laughs> single issues of a comic that I've read in years and years. Uh, so Z2 has just been fantastic with it. And the second one, we got some great names on this one, but the second one, I'm not sure if I can talk about who we have coming up on the second one. Tomorrow, uh, but, announced day is Thursday. Yeah, announced mm, day is Thursday. Wow. We can talk about like, then we, we can talk about We had you on the, on the wrong day. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> artists, artists and writers that we got coming up for the next one are like, you know, legends and, you know, contemporary writers uh, and artists. They're some of the best people in the business. I just gave a hint. Uh, but uh, in my favorite Ooh. books that are coming out right now, but um, okay. it's going to be fantastic. So we did, you... work with... when we did oh. the last book on the left. I think that was when we pitched it kind of, we even said like the idea, the first kind of vibe that we wanted to come across was mad magazine, but hyper evil. Nice. And, <laughs> but Z2 kind of ran with it and really blew it out to the idea of and that was like when we had our first creative meetings that was what one of the things that kept coming up it was like we want to be chock full of imagery and i i was like excited same thing when we wrote the book where it was like i want to be the type of thing that if your mom finds it in your room she'll be mad at you oh yeah that's the Uh, wow. So, and how did you actually put together? Because uh, it's a ton of different pieces. Um, did were some like, oh, we got to do that. Uh, like, what was the? How did you work with the writers? How did it all come together? It was like yeah. a big. There was a big like subject list that we talked about. And uh, Josh, who runs Z two, is also a fan of Last Podcast. So he already kind of been like, well, we were kind of thinking of doing things in these in this area. And um, I got to write a detective popcorn which is a character I play on a last podcast on the left. Like I haven't done it in a long time, but it's like an old school character of mine. And I got to like bring it to life, uh, uh-huh. which is which was cool for me. So I got to pitch yeah. that. 
and with uh, Elliot Rahal, and we wrote that, which was pretty cool. And Ian McGinty, who did the uh, art for that, which was awesome because it turned out they were also just like fans of the book. So it's like we did get to like uh, it could directly contribute and also just like, okay, you bring us what you got. And Josh, uh, honestly, his taste level was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh nice. knows, yeah, he knows what to do. Uh, like, he, and he knows everybody. There. He's great. Yeah, I like Z2 a lot. They're I know really, John, Dem- really awesome. I know John Dominguez over there. And he, oh, yeah. Oh, from back, the the day. from back in the day. Yeah. And he's, uh, <laughs> he's a big driver over there and like gets how to talk to people like you guys and make cool stuff. One of the things that I really enjoyed about this book, beyond the stories, which are super fun, is you were talking about it as like Mad Magazine, and there's a bunch of interstitials as well. You have fun slash gross pinups of these classic cryptids you have one pagers that go throughout the book so how did you choose what went where how much curation in terms of the overall pace of the book the flow of the book went on as well oh thank god i didn't have anything to do with that that was (laughs) was all editors like we honestly contributed the art like ideas and then they that's that's hard yeah. That's the part that's hard. We're currently like, <laughs> and I are working on a new book right now, and like that. that's the thing that we are like we're writing hardcore writing, and that's like I find that that is the part that makes me want to die the most mm-hmm. is that you have all yeah. these fun ideas, and then when this one we were kind of like running them all at each other to kind of see what would pan out at the end of it, and it was harrowing that the, the last. Yeah. Two books seem to always be the, the heart, very difficult. Because they're like, all right, well, wrap it up. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I mean, well, that's the other thing about it, too, is that the, the artists and the writers that we, you know, asked Z2 to, you know, ask for us, you know, they're people that we knew were going to do a great job. And, you know, and it's and we also wanted to give them kind of free reign uh, to just, I was like, just do what you want to do. Like, just give us something. We know you guys are going to do something fantastic. We know you're going to do something cool. Do what you want to do and get back to us. And everybody killed it. Like everybody said, yeah, it, it looks amazing. Wonderful. It's, it's, it's really fantastic. Congratulations. I was kind of hoping you guys would be more divas about it and just kind of like <laughs> you, you yeah. look over every page oh, and be like, there's not yeah. enough double in this panel. I need at least more. You Throw know, some horns much. on that, dude. Yeah. I don't have a big eye for detail. <laughs> <laughs> I have undiagnosed ADHD that I mostly, I mostly medicate with sativa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it did not help. You have your own brand. I mean, congratulations, man. It's, uh, it's hey, man, we're trying to. Cool. We're also we're trying to get into flour as well. But you know, mm-hmm. yeah, there's so I'm soaked with THC. So that's the level of like, because well, we had all of these things, you know. Because what are you going to do? They crushed it. So like every time they showed it, we we're like, well, this is fucking awesome. This is much better. Than <laughs> yeah, I would have put this together. Yeah. Yeah, they know what they're doing over there. And I'm hoping, like, and Henry got to write, you know, he got to write something for the first one. Like, I'm hoping to write something for the second one. Like, did you guys ever read the uh, the big book series, like the big book of death and the big book of urban Mm -hmm. legends, the factoid books? Like, I want to try to do something for the next one um, about a certain, like, small story on the podcast that we covered, an alien story that we covered on the podcast. That it's, there's always, the funny thing about the podcast is, like, there are, ideas on there and stories that we've covered that i believe do not get enough attention so we kind of adapt them like the like soul plumber was sort of adapted partly from the michael taylor story yeah like this guy Mm -hmm. in england who um lost his mind believed he was possessed by the devil uh and ripped his wife to shreds uh with his bare hands while naked uh and this other story you know it's uh, an alien story that 
I think is much more visual. That didn't quite get like the reaction that, that me and Henry were like, oh my God, this is the best fucking story ever. It's got all of <laughs> nah. this, like, this Christian imagery. It's this woman. She's like using her hallucinations to create aliens and it just, you know, came and went. Sometimes uh, our favorite episodes are the ones that bore the audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. That never happens. Our parameters are it's like it's either like they like the ones that marks and are like, isn't this fascinating? Then it's either like hyper boring or it's so disgusting we just get letters. So yeah. I, I don't know anymore. I don't know. Anymore. But I want to take have... like that factoid bet, like that sort of series, that kind of template and do something yeah. similar. Uh, for the next book, because I grew up reading. Uh, those were some of my favorites, specifically the big book of Freaks was my favorite going up. Do you find that, I mean, you've had, not to get so like corporate about it, but you've had so many different brand extensions at this point. You've had the book, you've had the comics, you've done web series and everything. Do you find those feedback into the podcast as well? Or is it like you're saying more, you create the podcast and then you want to expand on it in all of these different ways? The goal is to expand. It's yeah. to expand and, and to be on truly, it's like, saying stuff like when we wrote soul plumber it was kind of like the opposite where dc was like we could wrap this all into the podcast and we were like we're trying no. to not this is not merch like yeah, yeah. this is work this is hours and hours and hours of real creative work like soul plumber is a genuine comic book that marcus and i wrote that we were like we use last podcast to get in the room yeah. yeah, but then it's like we're trying to make stuff. So with the thing about last comic book on the left is that we knew that it it does feel very brand extinction e, sure. but it's also like we just have that kind of it's 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 more that we then have the opportunity to put some of the most talented fuckers into the yeah. book because mm -hmm. we they at least see something they sort of recognize. And now we're trying to be like because I feel like there's a there's a lot of feeling within the comic book world where these guys that come in they weekend. In the comic book like sector, they show up and then like yeah. we like rubber stamp a thing and then, you know, it just goes into the, like, you know, it's just another quote unquote celebrity selling comic books. But we really are trying to make it something special if we're going to put our name on it. And something Always. like this, like you can't really I mean, David Desmalkian writing a comic book for us. It's not like it's you know I I don't find it to be pandery. It's like we're freaking we're trying to pull out all the stops and making sure yeah. that you actually trust us later on that we're not gonna like fuck with you. It's why you know that's why. Wait till you see these NFTs I'm selling. I've been selling pictures of just this <laughs> for, um, for and it's incredible. The the no sellout. Not setting off my sellout alarms at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, the podcast like always has and always will come first like everything mm -hmm. is an extension of the podcast like when we talk about you know what we're going to do that week or what we're going to do that month or what we're going to do that year the first thing is always like what are we doing on the podcast what's the schedule for the podcast how do we not miss the po i mean we can't technically we can't miss the podcast because we got a fucking contract but we can't operate <laughs> and we have to keep putting it out every fucking week no matter what this is always gonna fucking happen always now we're getting into the year yeah now we're getting into it yeah um <laughs> But that's even so, like the podcast always, that, that is what always comes first. And, and yes. all of the ideas that we have, like we may pluck little things from it, uh, but that's still, but that's the thing is that we do the podcast because that's the shit that me and Henry love. That's the stuff that we, you know, are like, we're still like alien, you know, fans and true crime fans and all that. Like, and, you know, so, and we know like esoteric shit outside of all that. Uh, it's just that last podcast enables us to learn all of this cool shit that we can then apply to the stuff that we write, you know, which is now writing comic books, man. Yeah, something that I learned from Grant Morrison and Alan Moore. 
It's fucking awesome, man. It's like it's just the coolest thing in the world. We get to live our boyhood dreams on top of our other like this is what we all we kind of ever wanted to do. We we got all the way to the point where we could choose to take a massive pay cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really awesome. Yeah. That's That's well, and I feel like there's stuff. a lot of enthusiasm amongst comic book creators who are also fans of the podcast. So like mm. then that then it's That's this cool. synergy thing. You got like Tyler Boss in here, an artist that is Dude. like just crushing it right now. We're really lucky. We're really, yeah. really lucky. And I, and to me, I'm, you know, I, again, it's really just about not disappointing the artists and the audience and everybody because we really are just trying to make good ass shit. We're just trying to make spooky, fucked up, funny comic books. And hopefully yeah. we'll continue to do that until, until I guess, when do we, when will California succeed? <laughs> Even uh, then, you have a date? Three years? You have a date? Four years, I think. <laughs> You yeah, say yeah, that like pretty... it's on your calendar somewhere. You're like, when was that? Ah, I gotta make sure I check that. Get my new passport. We're gonna sink into the ocean. It doesn't matter. Uh, I'm mean, <laughs> definitely not selling out, um, Henry, because like ever since I've known you, the work you've been doing is literally those adjectives you just used to describe the comic book. Uh, so, I, brand I, strong. I sometimes wish I could be a different person (laughs) (laughs) this is the person that i am this is it like i even talk about this when we do various things we're like unfortunately like you know like oh you're the character the conspiracy the guy who's like into all this and i was like no this is me this is my burden to bear in this fucking life i can still walk a room i can still ruin a dinner it's honestly it's kind of nice Yeah, yeah, really Story, story oh there. My God. No, uh, this is so fucking cool to just even be able to sell a goddamn comic book. Now we're gonna so do. Cool. We, I, oh, I can't even say. I'm not allowed to say things, right? Yeah, but not yet. Cool. But for I'll me, be, like the, the funny thing is that, like you know, I went back. This was my goal all along. Like I've been wanting to be a cut. Like when I was in, like I went to school for creative writing, and that was my goal when I was in college. Is like, oh, I want to write comic books one day, and then radio ended up being my. The career that I followed, the career that chose me, and then wow. you know it took twenty years in radio till I could finally get back to until I yeah. could actually realize the dream of like writing comic books. Wow, and it That's seems the same also way Casey like... Kasem did it. He wrote Justice League for a while, right? <laughs> <laughs> right at the end of his life. Yeah. <laughs> here's a little weird story take out to Man Superman. <laughs> right for different heroes um so you got uh, just to kind of like set it up for people the book is out next week no it's out now it's out, it's out now, now. It's out now. It's out now and yes and, and it's the, an anthology book just so y'all right. know it's, it's like so it's last comic book on the left it's an anthology book um it's thick yeah <laughs> it's got a lot of different stories in it and nice hard cover Nice. Oh yeah, you can really hit your kids with it. I, it is a, I love it, uh, and I, uh, I, you know, I think that you'll like it. And uh, there's a lot of there's a like that I, that Sandown Clown story is still like just it's wild to me. How good that amazing! Out. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Like it really does take the uh, the oddness and the unsettling nature of the encounter and just captures it perfectly. It's wonderful. And the second volume is coming out in the winter, right? Yeah. Like it's coming yes. out later this year. So people should yes. stay tuned for whoever is going to be on that. We'll find out Student later stays. this week. Student yeah, I, already, I wrote, wrote my piece for it. I was so excited. Yeah, mm, it's going to be cool. It's awesome. No, I and, love it, man. And this is so cool. It's just so cool to get to write fucking comic books, man. It's just so fucking cool. It's great. And I love this book. It's so much fun. Like we've been talking about, there's just so many different things, depending on what style of comics you like, what you're interested in. There's horror stuff. There's funny stuff. There's like some gruesome stuff and serious stuff. It's it's all over the place, but in the absolute best way. So congratulations, guys. It's awesome. 
Yeah. Thanks, man. Really Appreciate amazing. it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on, and we Dude. will hopefully have you back on to talk about the second volume. Come back. Congratulations. Congratulations. All right. All right, Seriously, so good to see you boys. Yeah. Right. We'll see you boys anymore. We men. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish that were true, but yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. Later. Peace. All right, there we go. Once again, it is called The Last Comic Book on the Left. The guests were Henry Zabrowski and Marcus Parks. You can also check out their podcast, of course, The Last Podcast on the Left, as well as, as I mentioned, The Last Book on the Left, and many, many other things. They are all awesome. Very excited to chat with them. And I'm very excited to chat with our next guest as well, another returning guest to the show. His new book, Beastlands, has been collected and is coming out from Dark Horse Comics next week. Ladies and gentlemen, Curtis Clow, hello. Hello. Thanks for having me again. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for coming back, Curtis. Uh, Very excited to chat about Beastlands. So this is something, correct me if I'm wrong, but you crowdfunded it, and now Dark Horse picked it up for a graphic novel version, Trange Collection version. Yeah, we've done like seven Kickstarters for Beastlands. One was for like a soundtrack orchestra, uh, made a soundtrack. It's going to be like in vinyl and everything. And then uh, we've done like up to seven issues. Yeah, that was just crazy. I had this composer we're working with and the Budapest Orchestra performing that. But besides that, we've done up to seven issues uh, just on Kickstarter ourselves. And now Dark Horse picked up the first five issues to collect it and trade for us. Oh, that's awesome. Does that... I, I feel like that sort of thing, even beyond doing successful Kickstarters, which is its own sort of awesome, getting that pickup from Dark Horse, that must be gratifying, right? Yeah, super validating. Like the, I feel like Kickstarter are, always used to be kind of looked down upon, but now obviously not anymore. When you have big names using it, like Scott Snyder and Keanu Reeves and Boom Studios and everybody, <laughs> but, uh, but so now I, I think people start to see there's actually quality stuff on there, and then you have publishers like Dark Horse and other ones, Image and stuff, looking for books. So it's uh, it's validating to get that direct market release and find a new audience now. Awesome. Yeah. Well, why don't we talk about Beastlands in particular? I really love this story. This is a great new fantasy world. I think looking at the covers of it, you might think that it's an all ages book, and it isn't. Uh, you know. Probably not all ages, but it's pretty it's pretty violent at times, but it still has this feel of mystical worlds like just call out what I know Justin's probably gonna call out Willow among other things. Hell yeah, I was gonna say Willow. It has it feels like it has the DNA of like Game of Thrones, Willow, a little bit of like the Legend of Zelda uh, art that came along with the game when you got it in the instruction booklet back in the day. Oh, nice. Uh, well, why don't you, Curtis, you want to talk about your inspirations behind the book other than what we are calling out in particular? Yeah, yeah. Uh, many of those are definitely uh, ins- inspirations. Like I, I call it like Pokemon meets Game of Thrones. So it's kind of like a more adult version <laughs> yeah. of Pokemon. I grew up in the 90s. So all those things really influenced all my work. Uh, all the Studio Ghibli films, Princess Mononoke and stuff and Pokemon, <sighs> Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, Digimon, all that kind of stuff that never it never really grew up, though. So it's kind of like a more grown up version of those like monster collecting IPs that I used to love. Uh, we used to watch Digimon uh, when I was young, and we would um, drink every time they said the word digital, which was a lot in the show. <laughs> drink I what? Just oh, I was uh, uh, hmm. the alcohol. Alcohol. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, you said when you were young, you would drink every time. So. Well, younger than now. Oh, I, I don't <laughs> think I was a drinking age when I was watching it. Yeah, that makes sense. I have a feeling now. you're younger than me, but now yeah. I'm 22. For Pete, it was so. juice. Ju- Pete goes juice crazy. That's right. I go yeah. hard on the juice. Yeah, yes. he mixes like nine Gatorades, which is poison. <laughs> yeah, absolutely poison. 
So in Beast Lands, though, like you've been kind of hinting at, these are folks that bond with these different animals. There is a bad king who really doesn't want them to have them. Uh, and they come to blows in some bloody and gruesome ways. Um, what what was the inspiration behind each of the creatures as well as the overall story? Yeah, the overall story, I, I tried to really make like the main theme about like a human and pet bond and relationship. Uh, my dog was hit by a car back in 2016, oh, but she survived yeah. and it was very traumatic. Wow. So I just, uh, you know, you always try to put something like personal and meaningful into your stories. And that's definitely like the heart of the story is kind of that human and pet relationship. And when you're creating a new magical world like this, what's important? What's the groundwork for you? What is the things that you need to lay in? Yeah, you, you can get lost in world building and just it's like a black hole. You can just do it for months and months. But uh, you, you got to uh, build some rules around the world. And uh, like like this world is a world where these creatures are like real world creatures, even though they're big, they're the size of the horse. They have uh, mixed like fantasy elements to kind of make these real world creatures, but uh, they can die. They can get sick. They can get injured, stuff like that. Spending uh, six months developing the uh, toad language from the South Island of the book probably does feel like a maybe too too deep. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know you're in. That's how you know you love it. Well, uh, other than the dark horse of it all, given that you have had so many successful Kickstarters, what do you feel like you've learned off that? What are the lessons that you picked up as you've gone through each of these iterations? Oh, man, you're always learning something new every time you do a new Kickstarter. It's a lot of work. It's, uh, you know, you're just completely self-publishing uh, from the printing all the way to the shipping. You're doing everything yourself. Like, I'm, I'm the writer, so I'm paying an artist, my co-creator. Um, I guess it'd be more comparable to, like, having a book with image. Like, I, I feel like I'm mm -hmm. definitely ready for that since I'm pretty used to doing all that for all my self-published stuff. But it's a ton of work. You, you feel pretty burnt out after Kickstarters, but I, I don't think see myself ever leaving crowd the crowdfunding space. I think it's uh, probably my home to stay. Nice. What what about uh, when you get the Dark Horse edition? Is there anything going to be different about it? Are there things that people that picked up the Kickstarter can get that are different? Or what, what can we expect to see in the book? Yeah, it's uh, we, we have a making of PDF in the back. Uh, well, it's not a PDF. It's printed now. But that was one of our Kickstarter um, stretch goals from before. And we have all the covers in the back. Uh, and it, it's the first time that's ever been collected. Like, we've only done single issues uh, before this. So this is the first oh, nice. time to get, like, all five yeah. issues in a collected edition. And uh, hopefully everything goes well. And they'll want to publish volume two as well. But it's, it's completely creator-owned deal. So we're still going to be kickstarting single issues uh, while we have these, like, collected oh, versions cool. of Dark Horse. Nice. That's great. And if you could bond with any beast, what beast would you bond with? Oh, wow. Good I would question. go with, uh, you know, the one on the cover there with wings. Like, it, it'd be pretty cool to fly around. And you can't beat that. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That would fly. be pretty awesome. Uh, so you've done seven issues of it so far. Is that correct? Yeah, we're up to issue seven, uh, shipping out those orders now for the last Kickstarter. And then we'll probably come back with the next two issues. But we'll definitely get up to issues 10. And uh, I have outlines up to like issues 25. So as long as oh, our wow. support's there on yeah. Kickstarter, hopefully we can keep going. It's it's, uh, it's lofty goals for like an indie series. But we are uh, very fortunate to have a good following on Kickstarter. So hopefully we can get there. What That's if I awesome. bonded with all mosquitoes? I think you already do that, right? <laughs> They don't I bite had that idea. Like, what if you have like all spiders on the yeah, be uh, creative? Maybe in a future volume, we'll get that. All yeah, spiders. that's great. If you do that, though, you owe Justin money. I'm just uh, as <laughs> yeah, agent. Do, I feel I'll do ants yeah. or something instead. You know? Oh yeah! Wow. Wow. Classic. 
classic come on the podcast and steal Justin's idea and I don't get my 10%. Unbelievable. Alex, I thank you. You're you're a real bulldog uh, when it comes to it. But I literally just was like, what if it was this thing? that I, <laughs> I would barely call it an idea. But, uh, That's how Mark Twain came up with Huckleberry Finn. Oh, boy. <laughs> was the first example I thought of. That's good. You're very fresh and current when it comes to yeah. culture. Absolutely. So, Curtis, if people want to check it out, just to review, uh, the first five issues collected in Dark Horse coming out on June 29th. And then can you still get issues six and seven, even if you didn't pledge the Kickstarter? Is there a way of snagging them? Uh, you just have to like hit me up on social media or something. I don't have an online <laughs> store yet, uh, but okay. I'm always happy to sell people copies via PayPal or anything. But yeah, it'll be uh, the trade will be out on June 29th, and then uh, it'll be on Amazon and bookstores July 26th. Awesome, nice. Curtis, That's love cool, it. Thank you so much for coming on. Congrats. Pleasure to chat. Congrats, Congrats on the man. book. And thank you, amazing. appreciate it. Right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you guys having me. Have a good one. You bet. It's a great book. Yeah, it's beautiful. There we go. Once again, it's Curtis Clow, and the book is from Dark Horse Comics called Beastlands. It's going to be out June 29th, and it's very cool. Hi, I'm Marvelous Joe. And I'm his twin brother, Johnny DC. And together, we host the Dynamic Duel Podcast, a weekly show where we debate who has the superior characters between Marvel and DC. It's, it's Marvel. The correct answer is obviously Marvel. No, in reality, DC is better, which we help prove through stat-based simulations of battles between your favorite Marvel and DC characters. We give in-depth profiles of heroes such as Spider-Man and Batman, then discuss, as civilly as we can, who would win in a fight before running a Monte Carlo simulation that reveals who would actually win. In addition to these dual episodes, we also review the latest Marvel and DC films to hit theaters, as well as some of your favorite movies and shows from the past. So if you're a fan of either Marvel or DC, or a fan of both, we'd love to have you come listen as we have a blast every Tuesday. Though really, if you think about it, who's a fan of just DC? Uh, smart people. Attractive people. The list goes on. Check out Dynamic Duel at dynamicduel.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. And we are going to turn to our next section, which is my favorite section because you all make it up. It's your audience question. <laughs> And for audience questions, all you got to do is drop a question in Ask a Question here on Crowdcast or the question or in the comments over on YouTube. I see a couple there already. Now, before we get into that, though, Pete, I assume you're drinking your modified artisanal Pete Palmer still. That's right. That's all right. It's uh, great. It's heavy in the vodka, which I'm sure is uh, in his. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, heavy in the vodka. <laughs> yeah, I mean the you know it's it's the two different Mountain Dews that that is like the mm -hmm. the lights are up that is a, the real kicker here. Oh yeah, yeah, that's great. And Justin, what are you drinking tonight? I had a uh, Captain Lawrence Kolsch, the Ooh, uh, Clearwater Kolsch, nice light. And then I'm back on the Cisco Brewers Grippa. Ooh, uh, excellent! From, uh, Nantucket, one of my favorites beers. Excellent. Oh. I'm having a big old glass of water. There you go. That's right. Wow. What's the occasion? Uh, yeah. The occasion is my son has COVID and I'm trying to stay as healthy as possible, so I don't get it. Pew, pew, nice. Pew, pew, nice. Uh, the drink that. Pete's drinking cures COVID. So That's right. <laughs> right. It's also horse tranquilizers, right? It has a lot of med medicinal and <laughs> recreational uses. Excellent. All right, why don't we get to some questions? Here's an appropriate one. Pivoting right off, this is from Omnia Soul. Pete, have you tried the new Flaming Hot Mountain Dew? I promise it's not as spicy as it sounds, but to me, it tastes like orange Mountain Dew with a hint of chamoy. 
what is your ranking of all the Mountain Dew flavors? Uh, wow. How, all the how have we Do you have flavors? all night? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I... Yeah, but the uh, Flamin' Hot's in this bad boy. Um, Wait, so, uh, <laughs> how many Mountain Dews do I have in there? Uh, I told you, two different kinds. Oh, okay, Flamin' Hot and what was the other one? Regulation. The Regulation Dew. Oh, okay. <laughs> have you, Alex, have you been to Pete's uh, Mountain Dew cellar? <laughs> he's, got, uh, he's got all plastic yeah, bottles like, all in ooh, racks. This this one is a 2021. You got to try it. Oh, it's yeah, a lovely it's really year. Well, it's like opposite of wine. You want yeah. a fresh too. The old yeah, one you fresh get too. does not. No, this help. one is expired. Well, <laughs> for uh, as far as the ranking is concerned, um, you know, there's a lot of new flavors that come out that aren't uh, that great that I've had yet. But um, it kind of just goes Mountain Dew, Code Red, and then kind of everything else. Mm. Uh, but there has Ooh. been some like you know different things uh that have been not too bad but nothing that i've been like this is my new flavor um but um yeah yeah uh the there was like a fourth of july one that was like a mix of three different dudes that i was like this is really intense they pre-mix um, it they it's like a they they it's i don't a know mistake? that was it was like a july 4th <laughs> special where they like mixed three different mountain dews one of them was cold red and then it was like this other one that was like, like a white, white color. red, white, blue. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, but and their uh, colors it, stayed separate. It was yeah, like a parfait because they never run. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, these it was, dudes uh, don't run. They they losing their boy. I ain't even joking about my flag. Uh, but yeah, I think it was one of those things where about my soder. Uh, you know, it's just like they, they, they keep trying to kind of be like new flavor, new thing. And I fall for it every time and buy it and try it. And then I'm like, this is garbage. Uh, but I've already bought it. So I'm into it's like it. Alex and chips. Yeah, pretty much. Or Oreo, Oreo flavors. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. And everything else also about yeah, I guess everything. <laughs> no. When we were doing that candy, uh, contest, oh, don't started the, the on podcast and Alex would be like, I went to get regular uh, Kit Kats, but I got a fucked up Kit Kat from <laughs> Germany. Alex got me to try those uh, those peanut butter cups with the uh, potato chips in it. Oh, so good, right, Pete? That was that were intense. It was intense. I liked it, but I would rather have a regulation. I mean, it was it was tasty. You always want the regulation, though. I mean, yeah. regulation is you know you you crave it. It delivers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you is know there a more Pete getting? thing than being like, I prefer the original? probably not we got a question here from john dorsey over on youtube says okay gentlemen top three artist writer teams that had a long run but wait post golden age and go i'll tell you what the post golden age thing is not going to be a problem for us we don't know what we're talking about yeah (laughs) Yeah. well i think they're getting into all the classics like um uh, so I think that that tracks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I don't think my first answer is ever going to be like Stan Lee and uh, Jack Lieber. Jack Lieber is not a real person. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. That's Take another swing at uh, <laughs> nope. An, a classic comic book uh, creator. Uh, Stan Kowalski. And yeah. I don't know. Uh, but uh, long Dave runs. Tinkle, I think, wrote for him. Yeah, first one that came to mind I'll throw out is uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo on Batman. They're just a great, iconic oh, team Oh, that's together. a great one. Such a good line. You know what? Stuff. I was going to say Mark Wade and uh, he did the Daredevil, or Chris Samney and uh, Chris Samney? Mark Wade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's really did he fun. do Daredevil? I know they did Black Widow together. They also, also did on... Daredevil. They also yeah. did Daredevil. Okay. Um, with a great run on that. Um, I'm thinking about Dan Slott's Spider-Man run, and I can't remember the artist's name when uh, the sort of wide wide panel stuff. Uh, anybody? Marcos Martin? Marcos Martin. That's what I'm thinking of. Very good. Two good suggestions from Ben the Border Collie here in the comments. Brubaker Phillips oh, yeah. on Criminal and everything else. And Vaughn and Staples, also great one. And Brian K. Vaughn and a lot of artists, like Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chiang as oh, well. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. Good K. Vaughn and anybody. Greg Pak and anybody. <laughs> you know? Wow. Classic team that doesn't even mention what the artist's name is. Love it. <laughs> We got a question from Stray Bullet here. After discovering that Kevin didn't know about Jaro, the spawn of Starro, who was raised by Batman, what other uber supervillains would you like to see babyfied? Batman also helped to baby Darkseid for a bit. Oh, uh, that's right. Villains, baby versions of the, well, I mean, Baby Doom. Mm-hmm. Oh, with a, a, a little tiny metal diaper. Oh, so cute. Wait, what was it? Was it Thanos that... Uh... Uh, Punisher went back in time and mm-hmm. raised like baby a yeah. Thanos. Baby Thanos. And of course, uh, Baby Apocalypse was around for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was kind of like Teen Apocalypse, though, right? Not Baby Apocalypse. Well, it was Baby for a while over mm-hmm. in the, like, uh, was it X Force book? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he, he teamed up. The famous X Babies. I mean, but realistically, it all started with the Muppet Babies. I mean, that really broke it wide open. Yeah. Absolutely. Great that broke villains. that case wide open. Um, What's a what's a villain that would be babyfied that would be like it's still fucked up? I'm still scared of that baby. Hmm. <laughs> still scared of a baby. Well, you wouldn't like Baby Mephisto, right, Pete? Oh, that would just be awful. I'm coming for your marriage. Oh my That's god. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Everything as cute as babies. I think that's yeah. the we main got, thing about babies. We got baby mm-hmm. docking over in the comments from Ben the Border Collie. Mm. Villain? It's not nice. Debatable. There we go. Yeah. Uh, this is from Derek Mainhart. Who was on the roster of Casey Kasem's Justice League? <laughs> great, great question. That's we get that. I hope for someone just tuning in now, that's a, a perfect question. Yeah. Yes. You know, on his Justice League, there were a couple of people that were just like you and just like me. People who lived in small towns in America, traveled around by truck. And went from place to place, visiting each other and treating each other with real kindness. They were Azriel and Kyle Rayner Green Lantern. (laughs) (laughs) Huge Kyle Rayner guy. He loves Aztec. I don't know what I love. I love the crab mask. He seemed like a Wonder Twins guy. (laughs) Yeah, probably. probably The Wonder Twins are basically fifties pop stars. Yeah. Oh, here comes Kevin with an actual thought. Oh, here comes Kevin. Case in case it was Robin on Super Friends. Okay, thank you, Kevin, for making our joke not a joke, but valid now. Well, boy, oh boy. Takes it very seriously. And I'll tell you what, whoops, Casey Kasem, still on the radio. If you get out of New York, Casey Kasem's on the radio. Yeah, I don't know. It, the, it's just the most messed up part 100%. is he ends every segment with, I'm Casey Kasem, please let me die. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what tubes they've got him hooked up to, but he is still... <laughs> Playing the hits. This is from Stray Bullet. Uh, also, I want to take the new secret Punisher quiz. Oh, shit. What just happened? Uh-oh. Oh, 
Wait, is there really a new secret Punisher quiz? Looks like it's time for the old Punisher quiz. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Wait, hold on. Know? Is this it's really it's happening? Uh, for those of you listening, as soon as Stray Bullet said Punisher that, he started shifting around, shifting around at his desk, looking for some <laughs> objects. Like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Hold on. Let's. Uh, so let's. It's been a couple of years, so I just want to set this up really quickly. For five years, I believe you had a secret Punisher quiz on the show that was only unlocked if somebody would say, I'd like to take the secret Punisher quiz. But you never told people there was a secret Punisher quiz, so nobody knew about it until you revealed it was going on, and you had a secret prize or clue hidden inside a stack of old Punisher slippers and stuff that was sitting there. Uh, It took probably about another year to finally unlock it and then finish the quiz, which ended in a physical challenge, which was guessing a number. Do I remember that correctly? Did you say that the the way to unlock the quiz is by saying a phrase and there was no direction or clue about what the actual (laughs) phrase was? That's right. And just to be clear, the phrase ended up being, I want to take the secret pleasure quiz. That's right. Yeah. So my question here is, is has there been a second secret Punisher quiz going on this whole time, Pete? Uh, yes, uh, there is, <laughs> and uh, he just unlocked it. I would like I to, officially, to so, officially say that it's after this, though. I'm gonna have to lock it down. And oh, okay, after thing. two secret Punisher quizzes, do yeah, we bring to, Brett I'm into the stream for this? You can't, you can't, uh, yeah, he's gonna have to take the quiz. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I got it. How did he even know? Did you tell him about this? No, he unlocked it at the end of the last episode. If you looked at the crowd cast at the very end when we were saying goodbye, he said, I'd like to take the secret of Punisher. Take the secret of Punisher. Wow. Uh, Okay. And so, Brett, welcome Uh, to the stream. So, Brett, welcome to the stream. Oh, you have a little bit of an echo. You have a little bit of an echo going on. But. What? What? Oh, you're silent. You're silent. You're silent. Yeah, we're only hearing Alex twice. Yeah, we're only hearing Alex never to do. Something I vowed never to do. Look at that. Yes. Here, I do like your Punisher. Here. There we go. Better? Brett, you still can't hear you. Pete, is this part of the quiz? Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. There it is. Yeah. There we go. All right. So you're wearing your Punisher apron. How did you know about the secret Punisher quiz? Because last week at like the the theme was playing, and I just on a whim because I got I got opened up the the, the first quiz, mm-hmm. and I gave yeah. it off to John, who who took it and won. Wait, wait, is that right? He yep. did win, right? He yeah, did yeah, win. Yeah, yeah. it took so a couple, but he got quiz. it. And so last week I was just joking around on like the credits were rolling. Great show, guys! And I just put it the, at the end. I want to take the new secret Punisher quiz as a joke, just like kidding around. Just wanted Alex to see it and go, "Oh my god, not again, please!" <laughs> and and Pete went, "You, what did you do? You did it in the <laughs> I was like, "You just locked it. You can't just do that." Oh what? And that's crazy. That's All right, Pete. How long have you been holding on to this? Uh, well, the thing was, is once we kind of went through and each did a quiz, I, in case somebody, I had to have it ready in case oh, somebody sure. unlocked it. Yeah, yeah, you had to. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm <laughs> the right. same way. I have a second secret 
Starman? Did I do Starman? Yeah, Second I have, uh, I have uh, several cipher quizzes just in case this goes yeah. on for the rest of our natural lives, like Casey Kasem. Uh, Why don't I should you... tell you that I'm in no way going to win this. I'm going to fail this miserably. So, oh, well, yeah. all right. That's, <laughs> it's very hard, if you remember. Plus, this one's got to be harder because he already did the easy one. Yeah. All right. So let's get it. Let's get it started. I'm going to read you the question. Listen, to all three possible answers. Unfortunately, there'll be no hints. Uh, if you get it wrong, it ends, and then you'll start back over uh, the next time yep. you uh, Wait, want to unlock it. I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, let, we let this happen. We could have uh, stopped this. But also, uh, great job on that video, man, with your kid. That was really hysterical, and uh, I got. I was very touched when you called me Uncle Pete to your child, so that was amazing. <laughs> All right, here we go. Question number one in part two of the Punisher quiz. When Punisher took the War Machine armor, it was against whose orders? Is it A, Captain America, B, Nick Fury, or C, Colonel James Rhodes? Rhodey. It was Nick Fury. Correct. Wow. wow. We got a player out here today. Ooh. All right, here we go. Question number two. In Marvel Knights, the Punisher number 17, whose nuts did Punisher shoot off? Is it A, Deadpool, B, Wolverine, or C, Nameless Henchman number 47? <laughs> Be multiple correct answers. Uh, I don't know this, so I'm going to throw out. I'm assuming it's going to be someone whose nuts will grow back. So, uh, Wolverine? Wolverine is correct. Wow. wow. I would not have I guessed Wolverine. I read that, but I don't. It was too long ago. I don't remember that. So, okay, here we go. Question number three. This quiz starts and ends on this episode. Hoof. Who does what Punisher ask to dinner? Because he is impressed by them. Is it A, Electra, B, Black Widow, or C, Mystique? I'm going to say Black Widow. Ooh, sorry. Sorry, guys. Oh, the quiz continues. Okay. How <laughs> many, real quick, how many questions are in this, Pete, total? Uh, so three, four. No, it's too many already. Seven. There's seven in total. Seven in total. Is, is, is there a, three. You almost halfway through. Yeah. yeah. Is there a physical challenge at the end of this one again? Maybe. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Thank we you. Should, we should have this Hey, you guys want to see the, the Pizza Papa's Pizza Balls? Yeah. Oh, yes, we did. Uh, do you want to mention what's going on there? Yeah. So in the food slack. I uh, I was challenged to do to recreate them, so I was like, "Well, yeah, I'm going to do this," and uh, so I spent the early afternoon documenting it, and it's all on the Patreon Slack, food and booze and drink uh, portion of the Slack. And if you go and you subscribe, you can see how all of them got made. Uh, they are very very good. There were ten, and now there's six. <laughs> excellent and a perfect tie-in to dr strange 2 on disney plus tomorrow you can just hang out eat pizza papa's pizza balls and uh watch multiverse of madness good stuff i would love to except i'm gonna be at work oh. uh, making more right. pizza that's, balls. Really <laughs> that's just special tomorrow right 
Yeah. That goes over well at Koshan. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Brett. Check it next time. Later. All right. There we go. A new horrible chapter of our lives has (laughs) begun. Uh, I think. Summer, we like to relax. And now we got to deal with a punisher question. I guess it really takes the pressure off Alex and I for the show since Pete has to do. Not one, but two trivia-based segments. Yeah. Uh, we do have one last question here. This is from Kevin. What's the furthest you've gone or the craziest thing you've done for something comic-related or generally geeky? Uh, furthest I've gone. Well, Justin uh, flipped through the air in the uh, trample, uh, trapeze act uh, for Spider-Man week. Truly, what was that? A full 10 years ago at this point? Wow. Longer, maybe. Wow. I've, I was... Uh, Single that <laughs> probably the craziest comic related thing I've ever done is sat through several Punisher quizzes. Yeah, <laughs> the hey, equivalent man, of on. a super marathon. <laughs> um, when I was traveling after college, for I was out of the country for a year, and my uh, we collect. My dad picked up my comics every once a month and collected them all. So I came home and got to read through a full year's worth. Awesome. That was Pete, cool. you got one? Uh, I don't know. I mean, for a while there as a kid, I lived as a vigilante. So, you know, there was that. Interesting. What do you mean by that when you say <laughs> lived as a vigilante? Uh, I would uh, nights uh, protect my neighborhood. I would kind of do night shifts, uh, you know, and, uh, you know. Kind of live in my comic book uh, dream. Hmm. And Do you feel like your uh, your vigilantism uh, created your arch nemesis, like a Batman Joker situation? Oh my god, I hope not. What? How old were you? Oh, uh, I don't know. I want to say thirteen, fourteen, fifteen area on up for a while. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and what did you uh, dress like? Or well, I'm sure you were holding nunchucks. Uh, I w- would have them on me. Uh, I wouldn't hold them. Um, yeah. Well, you're a vigilante. You don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was mostly black. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of. Uh, uh, I tried to make like uh, you know the um, Casey kind of like a uh, uh, mask from Teen Casey. Uh, not Casey Casey. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Casey Casey, and I love being a turtle. Casey Jones. Casey, <laughs> Casey Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah. That tracks. Uh, Pete, you did deb- made a big sacrifice by getting high with Kyle Baker for comics. Yeah, that wasn't the craziest thing I've ever done, but that was uh, that was a lot of fun. That was like a Pete coming home. That was like a hand going into a glove. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, pretty stressed out from hanging out with you guys for days straight. I needed uh, I needed to bake with the baker. Totally fair. <laughs> Totally fair. I can't believe you've never said that out loud before on our show. We've mentioned that several times. Very disappointed you just found that pun. And we're going to move on with our next section, which is trivia. And for that, we're going to turn it over to Pete LePay. Oh, that's not a good idea. Unless you don't have a second trivia. Oh, I got it. Oh, I you know got he it. does. You know. All he right. Does. Well, if anybody wants to come in, win 25 bucks, just raise your hand, say me, 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 or anything like that in the comments. If we don't grab somebody here at Crowncast, we'll grab somebody at YouTube. If we don't grab somebody at YouTube, it's going to be me or Justin for, wow. I don't know, charity. 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 Sweet charity. Mm. I don't know if we have anybody here, Pete. 
Uh oh. Yeah, you were quizzed out. You've uh, burnt through the. I am over quizzed. I'm over quizzed. All right. Well, why don't we do this for a charity, Justin? You got a pick of one that you a charity? Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, we could keep going with the um, Every Town America that we've been doing. Yeah, yeah that's been nice. Um, oh, we actually do have uh, David Quinley says me over on YouTube. Great. So there you go. So David. Uh, we're gonna take twenty five dollars away from every town America. Don't I'm say kidding. that, Alex. I'm That's kidding. not I'm nice. Kidding. I, we will donate to them as well, just because we promised it. Uh, but you're gonna play for a twenty five dollar gift card in Midtown. It's gonna be a little delayed, but just drop the answer in the comments, and we will get to it. I have a fruit fly right in front of me. God, it's very annoying. I've All right, seen Alex so angry. Yeah, take it I away, Pete. Okay, today's trivia is on topical comic news. Yeah, a small nod yeah, but- to. The- to the legend, Tim Sale, R.I.P. Please listen to all three options before making your selection. Here we go. Question number one. Starting in 2023, who is getting the rights to Planet of the Apes? Is it A, Bisa Sherby, B, Marvel, or C, Lisa Kirby? So it's either A, which doesn't make sense, or it's B, Mm. Mm. Let's see what he says. Could Maybe be any. Gonna... Could be anyone. I know what it is. I know what the correct answer is for sure. Mm. Well, let's see. assume they made the right, right guess and move on. Oh, you're on. just going to no. go ahead? Yeah. I don't, right. They rarely do that in Jeopardy. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> we can go forward. We can go forward. Right, I told him what the answer was over on YouTube, so it's fine. Great. In Batman Superman, world's finest number seven, who is getting a secret sidekick? Is it A, Catwoman, B, Superman, or C, Marv Wolfman? So Mm. it's either A, don't pick it, or it's B. Wait, what was B? Superman. Secret sidekick. Yeah, Let's see. If you had a secret sidekick, who would it be? One of uh, one of us? Is there? Oh, I would love uh, Henry Zabrowski to be my secret sidekick. That guy's amazing. Oh, that would be very nice. I feel yeah. like you'd be his sidekick, though, to be honest. Yeah, that would make sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's shout out Pete's fresh haircut. I don't think we've talked about that too much. <laughs> well, it's no new glasses, but, you know, I'm trying. All right. Well, here here we go. Just- yeah, yeah. Oh, B. You said B. Oh, great. Correct. Nice. Last one. Who is pitting Batman versus Robin in September? Is it A. Mark Wade, B. Slade, or C. Steve Rude? So it's either A. Mark Wade, or you could be completely wrong. Mm. Ooh. I don't know. We'll see what he says. This but, is a tight uh, one. Anyways, all of the C answers are, of course, the 2007 straight-to-video hit Jack Kirby Storyteller. Hmm, nice. That Tim Sale was in? That's correct. Tim right, Sale, tragic that uh, he died so young. Yeah. Not a lot of not an actor in a lot of movies. Nope. <laughs> nope. I would argue. No, but... Uh, We're shouting out awful. because, yeah, that just the 
unbelievable talent. And I mean, you want to talk about work worth for the art alone. Everything that he did was just absolutely magical in so many ways. Talk about great partners like Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale. Yeah, uh, we should have said like that is one of my faves. Um, obviously, they're the big ticket books, but the, even the other ones that people that aren't as beloved are still like awesome. Yeah, so good. Speaking of comic books, new comic books are coming out this week. That was a terrible transition. But what are you guys looking forward to that's coming out on the stats or is already out there? Pete, anything you want to call out? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, Shaolin Cowboy, number two. Uh, Nightwing, number 93. And, of course, Punisher War Journal Blitz, number one. Oh, wow. What about you, Justin? What are you looking forward to? A uh, lot of stuff. Um, we are talking about a lot of books. <laughs> so many. This week's stack. Yep. Um, I've been really liking uh, I Hate This Place, number mm-hmm. two, by Kyle Starks, which comes out tomorrow. And I'll give it up for one more while I'm at it. Homesick Pilots. Oh, yeah. Coming to an end this week. Oh, man. Coming to an end. Heartbreaking. One of my favorite books. Uh, there's yeah. so much more in this world to explore. Um, so I'm, I have a feeling we're going to see some more. Yeah, like you guys said, there are so many good books coming out this week. It's hard to choose. But I want to give a shout out to Milestones in History, number one, from DC yes. Comics that came out today. Um, you know, it's a true history book but through the lens of the milestone characters and not only is it a perfect tie-in for juneteenth that just happened over the weekend and i assume that's the point of publishing it now but also it's just it's hard to make these sort of history lessons fun to read at the same time and i think without spoiling it too much but it's already out on the stands i think this book does that really successfully so we're going to talk about that book and the rest of the books that we mentioned in the Stack podcast that comes out Wednesday, 9 a.m., both in the Comic Book Club feed and its dedicated Stack feed. And folks, that is it for this week's That's show. The show. A couple of people we want to thank. We want to thank Henry Zabrowski and Marcus Parks for coming on. Check out the last comic book on the left out now. Today, in fact, from Z2 Comics, also Dark Horse Comics Beastlands from Curtis Clow. That so is out June 29th, so you can check that out then. Both, of them Both super fun. Next week, we're going to have another big show for you. Kevin Scott is going to be here talking hey! about his new book, The Ward, as well as Star Wars, The High Republic, and many other things. Also, Kyler Merrill is going to be here to talk about Fletcher Cross. A couple of podcasts we've got going. Let's hear it for the boys, our boys podcast coming uh, out on Fridays. Very fun to talk about. Riverdale After Dark, a Riverdale podcast coming out most Mondays whenever they decide to air the show, but check that out. Marvel Vision, our Marvel podcast is recapping Miss Marvel. Also, the Umbrella Academy, our Umbrella Academy podcast is back starting tomorrow yeah. for the new season. The Doom Room, our Doom Patrol podcast running every Thursday. That's a lot of podcasts, guys. It's a lot, a lot of podcasts. Patreon.com slash comic book club to support the show and all the shows we do. Subscribe on Apple, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice at Comic Book Live on Twitter. Comic Book Club Live on Instagram. ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, good night. Good night. May you unlock the secret Punisher quizzes in your own heart. Prepare yourself. Please, won't someone let me die?
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.